Greetings, this is Pastor Stan Harvey of the Pentecostals of Sydney. Thank you for joining us on our podcast. It is our hope that this message, whether it be a Sunday service or a midweek lesson, would be a blessing and a help to you in your spiritual journey. Stay connected with us on our website, posydney.com, or on our numerous social media platforms. Now to the service. What a blessing it is to be together in the house of God. And, and I, I'm not going to have you seated for too long. I'm not going to be very long. majority of our time today is, is in the worship. And I trust that God has already been ministering to you and speaking to you through the song service and through the worship. I just want to share a few things today uh, before we close and, and give you an opportunity to talk to the Lord. This is the house of God. And we believe that this house is a house of prayer. It is where we can talk to the Lord and given uh, the word of God has given us the mandate and the uh, permission by which we can, we can call out to him. This is Christmas after all that is coming up next week. And uh, we're, we're so blessed to have special guests with us uh, from Fiji. Great to see Brother Kamakoro and his family with us. We welcome you. Praise God. Amen. And, and other guests, we're so, so blessed to meet with you. We're so thankful that you're with us. But what, what makes Christmas so special, of course, and, and it's not just the, uh, the Christmas tree and the presents and the prawns and the barbecue and all the things that we enjoy this time of year. But for us as Christians, we understand that this is a time uh, that uh, the Bible records and tells us about how God came into this world. It is a remarkable time, an incredible period of time, because if, if you read the very book, uh, the very beginning of the book of the, the Judeo-Christian faith, the Holy Bible, it begins with a declaration in God's Word that says, in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. These two dimensions that are a reality, one is a physical reality, and the other one, the Bible tells us, is a spiritual reality. And there is a great gulf between the earth and the heaven. There is a gap. And uh, the prophet Isaiah uh, used that gap to emphasize the distance between God's ways and man's ways. He says, as high as the heavens are above the earth, so are my ways above your ways, saith the Lord. Amen. There are billions and billions, billions and trillions of stars in this universe and, and the Bible tells us in the creation story that God simply said in three words, uh, made the stars, made the stars also. Amen. And just in three words, he created the heavens and the earth. And by heavens, we mean, we define it as God's abode. That's where God lives. That's where he is, the presence of the Lord. Uh, but we can also use the term heaven in the Bible to describe the the uh, spiritual, the immaterial, that which cannot be perceived physically. And the Bible throughout Scripture declares that there is a heaven and there is an earth. The heaven represents the, the spirit of God, the invisible of God that we don't understand. And, and in the Scripture, throughout Scripture, there is a way by which the spiritual or the heaven and the earth connect. There's a bridge between heaven and earth. And throughout all of God's history with his people, God always made a way to connect with his people upon this earth. 
And of course, we see that in the Word of God, in the very beginning, in the creation story. Uh, we see that, that God created the heavens and the earth. He created the Garden of Eden, and He put man in the Garden. The Garden of Eden was where God would commune with His humanity, with His creation. And we ourselves, in a sense, we are a, a, uh, a connection, if you will. We are a, a, a compaction, if you will, of heaven and earth. Because when man was created, the Bible says God took the dust of the ground from the earth. He formed man. He fashioned man. And then he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. And so in a sense, we as human beings, are. it is where heaven and earth meet, if you will. Because there is a physical part of us and there is an immaterial component to who we are. Amen. Turn to your neighbor right now. Give him high five and tell him, uh, I am more than meets the eye. Amen. There, there is a, a part of us that is not just physical. Despite what sometimes our, our science teachers would tell us in high school, there is more to us. That's why uh, there is something uh, in, innate within us. There is something eternal and that's why when we go to a funeral of a loved one, it, is never, it never feels good. It is never natural. There's something within us that somehow when we are confronted with finality, that somehow it just doesn't, doesn't sit right with us. There, there's got to be more than this. And, and, and there's got to be more than when life is on earth is through. And, and the Bible already declares from the beginning that there is life after our life upon this earth. Because there is a, a spiritual or eternal part of you and I. The Bible says it is the breath of God, the Spirit of God that breathed into man the breath of life. And, and if you don't believe that, well, maybe, you know, you simply look around our world and you can see that in every kind of nation or civilization, they, they always seem to have this worship of something beyond themselves. How is it that we all have that trait as human beings? We all have that characteristic. You go through every kind of culture, whether it's sophisticated or it's primitive, there is, there you will always find some semblance of worship of something beyond themselves. Why is it that that's the case? I submit to you because there is something within us that transcends the physical. There is something eternal within us that longs for something more than the simple pleasures in this life. That's why uh, you can have everything in this world. You can have all of the luxuries of life, all of the pleasures of the flesh. You can gain fame and fortune. You can have wealth beyond your imagination. And I submit to you that you will still be empty. There will still be something deep in the core of your being that's not satisfied. Amen. That's because you were made for more than just this planet. You were made for more than just material things. There is something within you that longs for more than what you see in the physical because you are a spiritual creature. Amen. Somebody said you're not a, you're not a human being having a spiritual experience. You are a spiritual being having a human experience. Amen. And if you have a spiritual connection, if you, if you f seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and seek first the spiritual things in your life first. Amen. I believe everything else will begin to fall into place. 
Amen. I, I don't have much time, so, so I just simply come to tell you here today that this is where heaven and earth meet. And, and the Bible tells us that in the Word of God that there came a time as we saw throughout the, the production today that, that God overshadowed a pregnant womb and he made himself a flesh. The Bible says in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God. John 1, 1 and verse 14, the Bible says, and the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Can I tell you, with all the theophanies, that's a fancy word for saying with all the way that God manifests himself in the world, with all the theophanies of this world that God showed himself, the pillar of fire, pillar of cloud, the burning bush, and, and, and through the angels, and whatever it is, there is, it is a culmination, all of which is pointing to the ultimate way that heaven meets earth is when God became man and began to walk this earth. Hallelujah. He said, once and for all, I'm going to make a way for humanity, for heaven, for earth to have access, to be able to enter into a bridge of faith by which you can get access to heaven. And I'm talking about none other than the Lord himself. Jesus made a way. Hallelujah. He said, I'm going to meet earth by the only way that he knew, by becoming a man and walking in this world and then ultimately going to the cross and dying for our sins, shedding his blood that he might pay the penalty of sins. And he invites the entire world to come and be saved so that we can spend eternity with our Lord. Oh, praise the name of the Lord. I've come to tell you here today, you can have heaven here on earth. You can have access to heaven. It doesn't matter what you're going through in life, whatever it is that you see. But if you can have faith here today, you can have access to the glory of heaven, to the power of God. Oh, hallelujah. God always made a bridge between the immaterial and the physical. He always made a way. The Bible tells us that when Adam and Eve sinned, that they hid themselves. And here's what it says in chapter 3, in verse number 8. It's a remarkable, remarkable verse of Scripture. It says, and they heard the voice of the Lord walking in the cool, in the garden, in the cool of the day. Amen. I didn't know voices had legs. But they heard the voice of the Lord walking in the cool of the day. And could it be that when God created the world, he created Adam and Eve, that every day he would come down and have fellowship with man? I don't know if this is true. There's a lot of different interpretations of this verse. Uh, but I believe that, that God came down and he would fellowship with man. Remember he told him, Go name the animals. He had had a conversation with Adam. He told him, you can't eat of the fruit in the midst of the tree, in the midst of the garden. And, and he said, and, and he, he would come down and walk as it were his voice. But God did not have a physical presence. It was not physical. It was merely the voice of God that would come down and there heaven would meet earth. Hallelujah. The voice, what would the voice say? The voice would speak none other than the word of God. 
And when the voice of God speaks, that represents the presence of heaven upon earth. That man was in fellowship with God. No wonder John wrote that. That the word in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. And the word became or was made flesh and dwelt among us. Oh, I wish I had time to unpack all of that. But here's what I've come to tell you very simply. Is you can have heaven here on earth. You won't necessarily see a physical representation of God. But wherever you hear the word, wherever you hear the voice of God, that is where heaven comes down upon earth. Oh, hallelujah. The Bible says where the word of a king is, there is power. Amen. Wherever there's a word from the king, there's power. And I submit to you that if you can hear the voice of God, if you can hear and enter into God's word and promise, it is where heaven comes down upon this earth. And if you've got faith to believe, if you can believe his word, if you can simply believe a word or a voice, maybe the voice you've been hearing for some time, somewhere in the back of your conscience somewhere, somewhere in the deep of your core of your soul, there's a voice that's been speaking, but you can't hear it quite loud. Could it be that it's the voice of God saying, come on, son, daughter, I want to know you. I want to have a relationship with you. I've got a plan for your life. I've got purpose for you in mind. I've got a reason for you. I've got meaning that I have for you. Oh, I've come to let you know today, if you can hear God's voice, it will be the power of God upon your life. It will be heaven on earth. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We got a couple of newlyweds in the house today. Amen. Congratulations. Brother and Sister Rakula, Brother and Sister Nicholas, man, we're glad to see you here. They just got married. Somebody said marriage is like heaven on earth. Oh, it's like that during the honeymoon period. It is heaven on earth. But after the seven-year itch, Somebody said it becomes like hell on earth. <laughs> God forbid. I don't know what your definition of heaven is. Maybe heaven for you is, is sitting under a coconut tree somewhere in some nice beach in the Yasawas. You know those islands you can walk around in 15 minutes. The water's crystal clear. You just step in there, you get a hand spear, and you start spearing some fish that you could cook up or barbecue. That might be heaven to you. I don't know, maybe heaven for some of you, maybe just being there, not have to go to work, sit down and watch Netflix all day. I might quickly turn into hell after a while. But whatever your definition of heaven is, heaven is, is a place where everything is perfect like the way God had created paradise. He created paradise for man, and it was perfect before man sinned. And when man sinned, but separation between him and God. And the Bible tells us, and what God says, the day you eat of it, you shall surely die. Now let me ask you a theological question. How come Adam and Eve didn't die that day when they ate of the fruit? Well, again, what's the definition of death? Death is the cessation 
or the stopping of communion with, with your environment. And it could be that even though physically they didn't die that day, something else died. It was their spirit that died. The spirit that had its source from the living spirit of God was now dead and they were bound in sin. And no wonder when Jesus said, he said to a man who was a ruler, a lawyer, he was a very intelligent man by the name of Nicodemus who came to him by night. He said, Nicodemus, except the man is born again, he cannot enter, he cannot see the kingdom of God. You see, you got to be born again because your spirit without Christ is dead. Oh, hallelujah. He said, what are you talking about, Jesus? Except a man is born again of water, baptism, and of the Spirit, the Spirit of God, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh of the earth, but that which is born of spirit is spirit. It's of heaven. And I want you to understand something here today, that even though we were racked up in sin, bound up in all kinds of addiction, God wants to rebirth and reborn your life by the infilling of the Holy Spirit of God, and there by we can begin to walk in a new nest the bible says in the newness of life in resurrection power oh hallelujah let me tell you brothers and sisters heaven on earth is what jesus did the bible says calls him god with us emmanuel god with us but i submit to you that what god wanted to do is more than be with us but he wants to be inside of us he said, it's a good thing that I go from this place because if I don't go, the comforter, the Holy Ghost cannot come. Oh, I've come to tell you we can have heaven on earth by virtue of the Spirit of Almighty God to fill the hungry and the thirsty, to bring to life that dead spirit that's now going to be brought back to life. Oh, hallelujah. This is heaven on earth, folks. Musicians, you could come. I've got to finish. We, we went too long. I know. It's, i got to stop. This is Australia. Got to be on time. I was in global council, and they asked me to teach a session on, on uh, understanding cultures and worldviews. <laughs> Somehow they found out that we had all these different nationalities, and so I got up there, and I started talking about understanding the different perspective of time. I said, we have Australian time. And then we've got Fijian time. We've got Maori time. Filipino time. Samoan time. I think they're all about five minutes apart from each other. I'm sorry for taking so long, but I want you to understand something very, very, very profound for us here today. Whatever your definition of heaven is, heaven is defined as perfection. I think the greatest thing that God gives to us is when we come to know him, is that we come to discover who we are, where we come from. And where we are going. 
that when our life on earth is through, it's, it's going to be worth it all. When you close your eyes on this planet for the very last time, and believe you me, we all will, unless, should the Lord tarry, but when you close your eyes for the very last time on earth, you're going to open it up in heaven and see the reality of God's presence in heaven. And I think that is heaven to me. Heaven to me is knowing that God is with me. He is in me. That despite all of the hell going on around my life, I don't have enough of this and I don't have enough of that. Things aren't going quite right as well. But, but listen to me. It is perfect because the Bible says he gives them perfect peace. Perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him. It's perfect. Oh, yeah, they'll be looking at you. They say, man, what, 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 with what you're going through in your life, you should have thrown in the towel by now. You should have walked away from that church by now with all the mess that you've had to go. No, you don't understand. All you see is the physical, the earthly part of me. There's more. There's a spiritual. I belong. I'm a citizen of heaven. We sang it already. I'm a citizen of another kingdom. I'm not just flesh and blood. I'm a spiritual being. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He, he doesn't just give us happiness. He gives us joy. The Bible says unspeakable and full of glory. Hallelujah. You might not have all the money in the world. Oh, but you can smile. You can laugh because there's a joy in you that comes from the Lord. There's, there's something within you that gives you fulfillment and purpose. Young man, young woman, find your purpose in God. Why are you here on this earth? Is not just go from Monday to Friday or Saturday, go to a party, nightclub, and just have a good time. You've got a purpose. God's got a purpose in mind for you. He's got meaning in mind. He's got a plan for your life. Hallelujah. Oh, I, I wish I was in this thing when I was 13 years old, maybe. I wouldn't have to go through all that stuff. But I, I believe God wants to do something. I believe heaven is here right now. This is where heaven meets earth. Remember I talked about Jacob and the ladder? This is it, folks. You, you can't see it with your eyes. But he said, if you've got faith, if you can believe, all things are possible. He said, he that comes to God must believe that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Jesus said, you don't have to have a lot of faith. You just got to have a little mustard seed. That's, uh, if you've ever seen a mustard, go, go to your fridge, open up one of those, you know, French mustard jars, whatever. You'll see a little mustard seed in there. He said, if you've got faith that much, you can speak to the sycamine tree and it will be plucked up from the roots will be cast into the sea you don't need very much faith you just need that little seed of faith to say Lord I believe you with God's word and your faith when they come together something powerful begins to happen it's heaven on earth the voice of the Lord is walking in this church. 
it's not the feet of the Lord it's not the hands but it's the voice of the Lord oh would you stand to your feet right now I gotta stop the Bible says he is the image of the invisible God something invisible has no image but the invisible God has an image and his name is Jesus Christ and the Bible says he's the firstborn of every creature firstborn of every creature how, how can he be firstborn when he was born 4,000 years after creation how can Jesus be the firstborn when, when, when God had already created the world many people have already lived I'll tell you how because Jesus was the slain the lamb slain from the foundation of the world how, how was he slain before the world was even created in the mind of God God's mind already had the lamb and if he is the firstborn of all creation Colossians 1 if he's the firstborn of all creation then that means he was before Adam so when God created Adam and Eve watch this when he created Adam and Eve the Bible says he created in the image of, of God so when he created Adam what was the template that he used what was the blueprint that he used? What did he look like? Well, I submit to you, the first Adam was created from the image of the second Adam. God's mind had Jesus when he was creating Adam. He had Jesus in mind thousands of years later because he knew the man was going to sin and he was going to make a way for heaven to invade earth once again. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. I've got to stop. I believe God is speaking to somebody in this house. We've already had a couple of young men baptized in Jesus' name. But today, God's calling you to hear his voice. And if you respond to his voice, you step into a new dimension, a different realm. The realm that you can't quantify physically, but it is a spiritual realm that is where heaven meets earth. Hallelujah. Would you, every head bowed, every eye closed, we're going to pray in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you. All that are here today, your children, your people, thank you for what we feel, sense in the depth of our spirit, Lord God. By virtue of your Holy Spirit dwelling in the midst of your church, and the power of your word, we step out upon the word of God. When we step on your word, we are standing on holy ground. We're standing on where heaven has invaded earth. Lord God, our hearts are hungry for you. Our spirits are longing for you. We want to know you more. We want to walk in the realm of your Holy Spirit today. I've got to stop, but God wants to do a work in somebody's life. If you've never repented of your sin, never been baptized, you've never prayed a confession prayer, today you can make that prayer. You can see, ask God for forgiveness and He will forgive you. He loves you with an everlasting love. Or perhaps you've, you've not discovered your purpose yet. You don't know why you're here on this earth. God wants to lead you. He wants to reveal his plan to bless you and use you for his purpose and the purpose that he has for you. I want to open up this altar right now if you'd like to come. 
spend time with God. This is a house of prayer. If you'd like to pray and talk to the Lord, ask him for your for, for his mercy and grace. I promise you he is more than willing to give you his grace, his love. If you can believe this word, this message, and respond to the voice of God, you're stepping into the realm of heaven on earth. You're stepping into the dimension of God's presence. You don't have to fear. You don't have to run away or hide. But you can come to your heavenly Father who loves you, who wants the best for you, who has plans to prosper, to give you an expected end. Today's the day of salvation all over this house. Let's reach out and respond in faith. In Jesus' name.